Welcome to another episode of Soul Searcher with Natalie Brown. This is your journey to spiritual enlightenment and soul alignment and I'm so excited to share more of my wisdom, more of my love and to lead and serve with love and to be able to help you create the life that you absolutely love. Hi, I'm joined today by Catherine Eggins. Catherine and I met quite a few years back at a retreat And I just loved hearing all about her incredible story. So today she's joining us to tell you how she's overcome adversity, how she's dealt with incredible health problems, how she healed herself through forgiveness, and also navigated family issues and family problems, and how she then came out the other side with so much more determination, strength, and an incredible positivity that is igniting everyone around her. So I'm so glad that you're here today, Catherine, to share your story. Welcome. Sounds good. Thanks, Natalie. It's great to be here. I've had a a few different times of healing throughout my life. Um, I'll I'll start with the biggest one. Um, And that was um, when I became estranged from my dad. Uh, That all happened very suddenly. And I, I was 20, but it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, to become estranged from a, a parent that you thought you had a, a really good relationship with, that, that can be pretty devastating at any age. Um, but anyway, it happened and um, I had to walk away for my own health and everything. But uh, as it was, I didn't realise at the time that it was affecting my health dramatically and um, my health declined within nine months. I was in hospital being diagnosed with stage four endometriosis. Uh, which if anyone that's diagnosed with that is told it's incurable and they'll have it for the rest of their life. And for the next 18 years, um, I was in and out of hospital. I've had five laparoscopies, and um, which is keyhole surgery in the abdomen, um, to clear it all up and on all this horrific hormonal medication, which just plays with your mind, plays with your body and just makes you feel terrible. And... Um, Throughout the the surgeries in particular, they wanted to take away organs and um, just do all these terrible things, cut my bowel because they found it on my bowel. And and, um, something within me just kept saying, no, don't do it. You will be well one day. I didn't know how. I didn't know when. It was just this really strong, overpowering feeling that that's what was going to happen. And so I said, no. And much to the, the doctor's dismay, but, uh, but they, they did what I asked and um, I got through it. And then in 2009, I had an emotional breakdown over it. it. It all just became too much. And I found a kinesiologist and I, I do believe that we're led on the path of, you know, to our healing by listening out. Um, and when I say listening, it's being observant um, to the signs that are there. And by this time, my partner and I had moved out west because he had this dream to build a retreat. Um, And while I was there, I I had a masseuse and she was telling me about this kinesiologist. And it was only half an hour away in this small town. And I I wouldn't have gone to see her if I wasn't in the location where I was. And uh, I went to see her and and she changed my life uh, in that she was the guidance that I needed for the healing and that was to actually let go and find forgiveness for my dad and by this point it was 18 years down the track 
I could see it through more adult eyes. I had a different appreciation for where my dad was coming from. And I saw him as a person rather than this figure who had done something to me. I saw him as an actual person and found empathy for him um, in, in what had happened. And it doesn't make what happened right, but finding that forgiveness and being able to let it go and not hanging on to that connection, just knowing that universally we're connected forever. He's, he's always going to be there. Um, but letting it go, finding forgiveness, uh, the release, I just felt this shift immediately go across my body from left to right. Um, and my body started healing instantly. I could feel it just in that moment. I thought, wow, I, I'd let go of the need to hang on. But also I realised at that point that I found um, uh, a security in being sick. It's the, the kinesiologist, she finally, after three months of seeing her weekly, she said, do you like being sick? And I looked at her and I, I thought, that is the most ridiculous question I've ever heard. And she said, no, just, I know it sounds silly, but really think about it. And I did. And I, I thought, you know what? I loved being sick. There was so much security in it uh, because I didn't have to commit to anything. There was no responsibility. It was just this safety net. And once I let that go, I realised I had a fear of being well. And once I embraced being well and took that leap of faith into it, I realised that was a bigger safety net in being well and not carrying this burden around with me. And I felt so free. And from that point on, my body healed. I became a personal trainer, which years ago, I, I remember going to line dancing with my mum and having to lay down on the sidelines because I was so sick. Whereas now I'm jumping around doing, you know, Zumba and hit classes and, and all these different uh, quite intense things and feeling great about it and just feeling so good. And I'm now moving into the world of uh, motivational speaking and speaking about the art of conscious creation. Um, I've also got back into entertainment. I, I was in entertainment before and I took a break from that when I got into the personal training. So I'm back doing the, the entertainment, but with COVID, everything's shut. So that's slowly getting back on track. But I, I really feel like my life is being drawn back into the art of conscious creation and teaching people about mindset and that we are the creators of our lives. And, you know, with COVID, I, I realised that that has been a really big upset to a lot of people. In my life, it's actually, I've, I've chosen to look at all the positives of it because we were living out west. I wasn't happy there anymore. I wanted to get back to the Gold Coast. And because of COVID, we were able to sell our property because all of a sudden there was a horde of people that wanted to move out west and somebody bought our property and now I'm living on the Gold Coast and very happy and feeling myself being drawn into this, this new career path, still doing entertainment, but getting into the speaking and encouraging people to look at things differently with their mindset and help to find forgiveness, find healing like yourself, uh, but also realising that we do have the choice to find joy in a situation rather than go by the beliefs that we've been taught of you have to feel sad about this like that that was a really big thing with with my dad is 
people encouraging me to be be sad about it and be angry about it and be unhappy about it. But it turns out that finding forgiveness, letting it go, was actually the answer to healing and being able to move on. Yeah, oh my gosh, what an empowering story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Hearing how much you've grown through it is incredibly empowering. And and I think the thing that stood out for me the most, we almost find comfort in our pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have this perpetuating cycle of pain that we live through because it feels comfortable and it feels safe. But it's when we start peeling away those layers and we go, oh my gosh, you know, let me experience through this healing, let me just feel what it feels like to have freedom, to have love, to have joy, to enjoy passion. Like you say, the key to it is forgiveness. Forgiveness, not for the other person. Forgiveness is for ourselves. Mm. And it's so beautiful to hear how your journey has unfolded. It is simply our emotional charges that is creating energetic frequencies within our body or energetic imprints in our bodies. And then our physical manifestation of that is disease. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I feel that we have to look at the positives in terms of how we can move forward in life. But the positives don't always help us, not just looking at the positive. So what are the other things that you found that really helped you through this processes? Was it that you had a support network? Was it that, you know, what are the tools and things that you used as well to help you? I didn't really have a support network, uh, which is very difficult, not having somebody to, to talk to, even though I had people around me. Uh, I've found a lot of people don't listen. They're listening with the intent of answering. And even, you know, shortly after my dad left, my mum took myself and my brother and and herself along to, uh, I don't know if it was a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but it was, was one of them. And at the same time, there was somebody who I knew who just died one night. And he was only young, he just died overnight. And when I went to see this person, that's what I wanted to talk about. I was more upset about that and wanted to talk about that than dad leaving. But um, that's all this specialist wanted to talk about. And I I just left there feeling more disempowered because I I hadn't felt heard. And I've found that a lot throughout my my life, just there's, there's been nobody really to listen. So... I started to go within and listen within and find my answers within myself and also following the guidance to then listen to other people who were into mindset and, and you know, the, the law of attraction and all of that, even that, that has helped me in delving deep into that and really understanding what that's about. But the biggest thing has been having those difficult conversations with people the, the ones around me that were trying to, they're doing what they think is best for me, but they're keeping me in a place where they feel comfortable. So having difficult, difficult conversations, which some of them have got quite tense, we're still talking to each other, but at, at some point they did get a bit tense where things could have gone either way. And I have learned with dealing with what happened with my dad sometimes it is better to walk away 
Uh, I've learned to believe that people are, are only in our lives for as long as they need to be. And whether that's family, friends, people that are there for five seconds, you know, sometimes we need to go our separate ways for us both to grow, uh, you know, for our, our lives to unfold. So those difficult conversations, as hard as they've been, have been the best thing because it's me standing up for myself as well. Um, I've realised as I've, I've got that little bit older that I, I can feel different areas in my life where I've been a little bit suppressed, uh, even though I didn't think I was, but I've discovered that I was. And dealing with that, standing up for myself and saying how I feel, even if the other person didn't like what I had to say, but working through that and, and holding on to my beliefs, uh, that has really, really helped. It's actually resolved a few relationships as well where there was a power imbalance. And I'm coming through the other side feeling a lot more empowered and a lot healthier and, and just feeling really good and focusing on that need to, or, or, I don't know if need's the right word, but it's, it's really finding joy in everything, finding the good in everything. You know, if something happens, why did it happen? And finding the, the good in it for myself mm -hmm. as to as it's all part of my journey to you know going in the direction that I want to go into sometimes things have got to change because if, yeah. if it stays the same things don't change yeah exactly to do you know or to have something different we have to change what we've always done mm. and so it's interesting that you talked about you know and I went and talk about how why do people want to make us fit in a box why mm. do we you know, allow ourselves to be put in a box and not stand in our own truth and our own sovereignty and responsibility or take responsibility for those things that really matter to us. Mm. And it's because, and you can probably add to this, but it's because we have been programmed to be like that. Yeah. And through our programming, if we do not change the stories, the perceptions, the programming, the patterns that's playing out in our life, what happens is that we continue playing out that same old movie over and over again. And we allow those people to hurt us in the same way and to control our lives. Yep. And right now, the energies that surround us is all about these creator energies are stepping into mastering our creator selves and yep. really helping us to understand that you know what? Yes, everyone has a right to their own opinions. Everyone has a right to having their own say about their lives and about everyone else's lives. But it's okay for you to really stand up in your own true power and really take a stand for what you believe in. Um, and it's breaking down the paradigms. It's breaking down the old 3D programming that is holding us kind of in captivity in this box of society, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing that is transformational for me as well is what you said is having the difficult conversations, really talking to those people that where there is an emotional charge or where there is a, a disconnect or um, a disagreement to, to really make it known that, okay, this is how you feel. Too often, and because we we're being kept in that box, too often we're not allowed or not allowing ourselves to really speak 
you know, our minds and speak our truth because of the fear of judgment, the fear of losing someone or something, the fear of failure. And I'm sure you came across all of those different emotions and aspects of it when you were going through your own journey. Um, but I want to come back to as well is talking about what these conversations that we're having with people, what is it teaching us? What lesson are we accessing or lessons are we accessing through really having those clear boundaries and speaking our truth and standing up as sovereign creators in our own life? What did it mean for you as such? What is it that you noticed unfolding for you during your journey? The biggest thing I've learned is to actually look at things from another person's perspective while standing up for ourselves, but also see where the other person is coming from because they're coming from their own box that they've been shoved into, their own beliefs and their own experiences and having empathy for them but still standing your own ground. And um, I've, I've found that a really good way to have these conversations because everybody's got hurt somewhere in their lives and they're defending themselves in that regard because they've, they've been hurt, they don't want to be hurt again, um, but also hanging on in there until um, and, and until you can either resolve things or decide that you need to, to part ways. I was just thinking while you were speaking about everyone being shoved into boxes, I did a talk a couple of months ago and it was about being shoved into boxes and I used a photo that was of myself I was two and a half at a baby show and it was just a, a black and white photo. I'm standing there bawling my eyes out where they're, they're handing me this doll and there's this old woman standing there just shaking her head. And, <laughs> and I use this photo because it depicted, uh, and I have asked my mum what happened on the day and she said that it, it was sort of a bit of a shock to her because we've, we've walked in on the day and I've spotted this doll and she said, no, you can't have the doll because that's a prize. And then I've won the doll and then I didn't want it. So I don't know what was going through my mind at the time, but the picture really depicted being shoved into a box. There's uh, this little blue-eyed blonde girl standing there with the curls. Uh, I had a pink frilly dress on and they're handing me a doll that's dressed as a bride. And... I, I, I love being a woman, love being female, uh, but I've never been into pink frilly dresses. Uh, it took me a long time to actually uh, love the colour pink. It, it wasn't until I went to the kinesiologist and we were going through some different processes and she, you know, we, we were doing visualisations where I had to put everything to a rock and throw it over a mountain and this rock kept coming back and then finally it went away, but there's a hole there and she said, fill it with a colour and pink came to mind. And I've, I've since found a lot of comfort in the color pink but you know pink is a girly color you know in in society it's a color for girls uh, which is a, another box uh, but also I've never wanted to get married ever I've never wanted to get married I've never wanted to have children and there's this pressure in society for women to follow that path and women who don't follow that path are sort of looked down upon like they're second class citizens or something because they're not doing their womanly duty of getting married and and having children so um so I've still got the doll here and she's now dressed as a 
uh, movie director. I've <laughs> taken the <laughs> taken the dress off, and uh, yeah, she's a great reminder as well. But it, it you know, the, these boxes that we are shoved into, and that's the biggest problem is that um, that we're shoved into these boxes of how we're supposed to live our lives, and it's even things of people being told they, you know, by their parents they need to go into a certain profession or uh, follow their parents into the business, the family business. I had a lot of freedom in my thinking, which was great, but uh, grow, you know, growing up, but there were still these boxes. And I, I feel in a way that my dad and myself were meant to part ways because he's very academic and I'm very creative. And since he left, my life has taken a very creative path. Whereas before I was just sort of, you know, bumbling along and uh, just regular jobs and everything. And then, um, yeah, my, my life, took, life took this turn and got me into entertainment and that's taken me all around the world. Um, my partner's a lot older than me and the, the, they're all things that I don't think my father would have agreed with. But mm. because he wasn't in the picture, I was able to grow and, um, and get out of that box. Mm, so. Absolutely. In terms of this quantum untangling that needs to happen, Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about this and the de-armoring that needs to happen in terms of how we've armoured ourselves up to keep ourselves safe and how we are so entangled with other people that we're not living our own lives, we're living the lives of other people. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly the people that's closest to us, our fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandmothers and best friends. Yeah. And we, we almost do not even know who we are. Because we have this incredible entanglement that's happening. We're so intricate and interweaved with each other on many, many different levels. So what happened, it was a beautiful breaking of that energy for you, which needed to happen for you to then fully expand into your finding your next level greatness, finding the best version of you. And sometimes those experiences are painful. Sometimes... They're enlightening and awakening and they are incredible. Sometimes they're a big kick up the butt, but you know, (laughs) those experiences are not bad. No experience is good or bad. It simply is an experience of growth. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm so much seeing what's happened for you was this beautiful experience of growth and understanding of what you are here to do and even finding out more as your life continues. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back to the de-armoring because I feel like, you know, that's what a lot of people also struggle with is having this, this sense of armor around them to keep themselves safe because of the paradigms that's been created and the things that we experience in life. People do not understand the words, you do you, the way you do it. They don't understand the concept of that because they don't know their own self, their inner self. They don't love themselves. And when you talked about the color pink, the first thing that came in for me was self-love, having that real connection with deep self-love. And pink to me represents love. And it Mm. might be to someone else, might be joy. It doesn't matter. Each of us are different. But I feel what what was really apparent for me was you needed to learn to love yourself in many, many different ways and aspects of your life, finding yourself through creativity as this creator being 
to be able to receive that pink back in your life. Yeah. And I've also found connecting with my inner child and going back through things that happened in my life and, um, you know, how I felt at different times when I was younger and giving my inner child a big hug. Like I, I have a photo of myself when I, I think I'm about two because my brother's in the background as a baby <laughs> and, you know, there's 16 months between us. So I would have been about two and we're just in a playpen and I just have that there to remind me of little me, you know, the, the inner child, the younger me, and just giving her a big hug from time to time and, and telling her that she's loved and that everything's okay. Like, and, and at the same time, seeing my parents as people. And, you know, I, I had a great upbringing, really. I, I've, I've lived a charmed life, really. But there's still trauma that happens in there on different levels. And um, one thing I did find hard for a while is that because things have been quite good for me, uh, there can be a tendency to go, somebody's had it worse. So my trauma doesn't matter as much, but it does. Everybody's trauma, whether they're, um, you know, rich and famous or you know, living below the poverty line, everybody has trauma. It, it, it's all different types of trauma, but everybody has some kind of trauma and none of it should be underestimated because everybody's got their, their point of view. And just because somebody has it better doesn't mean that their trauma isn't relevant and needs mm -hmm. to be dealt with or the, the self-love or whatever they need. You know? So, mm -hmm. but, yeah, finding that in a child and, and giving her a big hug was very powerful. It's interesting that you talk about the inner child because I do feel that, you know, inner child work is incredibly powerful but it's something that we're scared of because we think it's childish to go back to that childhood wonder and discovery and the exquisite feeling of freedom that we have as children. And it feels foreign, especially if there's been trauma associated with it, or even if we're bringing through past life trauma, our bodies are incredible and it, it's a messenger for us and it brings forward these messages of pain and pleasure and whatever in whichever way and form and your trauma no matter how big or small it's still trauma it doesn't matter whether you've had a big experience of trauma or whether you just walked across the road and and carpooled out in front of you or something like that just something that is not massive and significant but still has had such an, a huge impact in your life Hmm. And it's at that moment where you then have to return to the, the space within you, that inner child space, and go, it's okay. It is self-soothing, almost in a way where you are self-soothing yourself, but not reaching for the ice cream every time you want to self-soothe or reaching for that bottle of wine every time you want to self-soothe, but really bringing awareness of what it is that's happening with you in your body and what it is happening within your beingness. And then moving through that. Yeah. And it sounds like you did that really well, really confronting all the different aspects of your inner child, of forgiveness, of self-love, and all those things. And it simply happened through discovery. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and allowing a lot of ugly crying. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm an ugly crier as well. Yeah. My yeah. mouth does this weird thing. <laughs> 
preferably in private, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, that that has been a, a huge release as well. That when something comes up, of just allowing it to come out mm. and really crying it out and crying hard and and acknowledging how we feel. Yeah, and and embracing that and supporting ourselves through that rather than mm-hmm. suppressing it all the time. Just go, you know, it's okay to be upset and allow those emotions to come out. Yeah, it's okay to feel. For too long have we basically been told, don't feel, don't speak, don't act, don't do anything because you're not meant to be heard. You're not meant to be seen. You should just be quiet. And yeah. so that's why we're in the situations that we are in because we have that real block around self-expression and our truth because of that. And mm. I spoke to a really dear friend of mine actually yesterday and she had gone through some incredible trauma in her life and I could feel the energy of this trauma within my body that what she was feeling. And she was saying, I know I need to deal with this, but I right now it just feels too painful. Mm. It feels like I'm going through grief. It feels like I'm just not able right now to deal with it. But it is in that moment that you said where you are fully honoring your, your feelings and your emotions, where you're allowing yourself to scream, dance it out, cry it out, ugly cry it out, or whatever. Yeah. Or even punch a punching bag or scribble on a piece of paper. Mm. That's when we then can fully express ourselves and our anger. And anger is not a bad thing, okay, mm-hmm. if it's channeled in the right way. Yeah. Then it is forward moving and you, you can, you know, allow yourself to create through that anger, create something new, which is what you did. Yes, yeah. And I, I realised just fairly recently that I had a lot of anger in my body when I I had a few aches and pains and I was researching you know different things that can cause that emotionally and anger kept coming up and when I started to deal with that um, just yeah well things started to clear up again but I, I didn't realize how much anger I was suppressing and once I released that I, I just felt this great relief come over my body and Mm. you know and more healing and more freedom but I I think it's important to having gone through the journey of it it took me 18 years to really get to a point where I'd I'd had enough and I was ready to go to acknowledge that it's okay to be where we're at and if we're not ready to let go that's okay but keep working towards finding the way to let go and not hold on to it because it does affect your health it, it affects your body it, it yeah it, it just it rules your life you know it affects your life mm-hmm. in so many different ways and to release it it's not saying what happened was right it's just saying I, I'm not going to carry it around anymore yeah you know, it's um yeah. it's such a relief to, to actually just go oh thank god <laughs> it's done yeah. I can move on <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take a Absolutely. deep breath. Yeah, and that is, and it is like you can breathe again and you feel all sparkly and new and you feel the lightness coming into your body. Yeah. And because there is there's liberation in giving yourself permission to heal mm-hmm. and to let go. And this year is all about the year of liberation, it's all about releasing the things that's no longer serving us. And 
right now in this new moon energy, man, and retrograde, Mercury retrograde and all that stuff, all of these energies are working to really bring it all together, to bring all of that stuff that we've been suppressing for so long to a head and to really feel our emotions. So, you know, I invite you to please do not allow yourself to bury them in a hole. Don't mm. push them down. Feel them. Allow yourself to move through them because there is incredible freedom that comes from that. Yeah. So thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your story. And I just absolutely loved hearing about it again. And you were talking about the art of conscious creation. So tell me a little bit more about that. It's all about being aware that we are the creators of our lives, that our thoughts and our feelings and our perceptions do create our lives. And I've had a lot of experiences in my life where things have just happened and they have been a result. I've been aware that they've been a result of what I've been thinking and feeling. And just a quick story that, you know, when I was 17 and I left high school, um, I wanted to be a radio announcer. It's all I wanted to be through high school. And when I left school and I went to the employment service, they said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be a radio announcer. And they laughed at me because, it, you know, it's just a regular employment service. I said, yeah, jobs don't come through here like that every day. But three weeks later, they rang me and said, we have this job and at a radio station and it was for a panel operator. And what's significant about this story is that at that time, I wanted to be a radio announcer, but I was too afraid to speak to anybody, let alone speak into a <laughs> microphone. But this job was doing everything a radio announcer would do except speak because the announcer's voice was on a reel-to-reel, showing my age now, but it was on a reel-to-reel uh, recorder. And so for the next 12 months, I was in this radio station putting this program to air doing everything a radio announcer would do and I didn't have to speak and it was just I was in my element but as I started to you know grow I could feel myself wanting to sing the songs rather than playing them so and and the, the interesting thing is that when you start to have this inner change this inner like this new intention things start to go wrong like the, the building blocks start shuffling around things started to go wrong and all of a sudden this job at the radio station started to fall apart other other things started to fall apart and so I left and and then in the meantime dad left and then I, in 92 I found myself in America at a um, working at a summer camp and we went to a karaoke bar one night and I walked into this room and I had this instant feeling I had to get up and sing I knew I'd regret it I was still too scared to speak to anyone or into a microphone but I had to get up and sing. So I got this other girl up, she sang with me and I had this overwhelming flush throughout my body that in that instant, my life had changed. And I had this newfound confidence. I came home, started comparing karaoke shows. Through that, I met my partner, he's an entertainer. I became a professional singer and then we toured the world as entertainers. So it's having these, dreams you know we're taught to stop dreaming because to save ourselves from disappointment but the disappointing thing about that is it creates disappointment because we're not following our heart and our dreams so you know have these dreams it doesn't matter how far-fetched they are but having the intention setting the intention and creating the beliefs that they're possible leads us it starts to, to create the building blocks for that to happen 
And I like to look at it that when things start to go wrong, they're actually going right because we're on one path, but our intention is to go on this other path. And to get on that path, it's a bit rocky in between. And we're like four wheel driving across to the other path. And sometimes things need to fall apart for things to be right. So Absolutely. And that's, that's the way I've been looking at COVID too. So many things fell apart mm-hmm. because we had this retreat, we had a business, the business had to stop, all of my stage work finished up, um, but the result of that was the sale of our property, which had been on the market for five years. It was on the market when I met you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that, that was part of my trauma at the time was I wanted to move, but we were stuck in this spot. But, you know, holding the intention of it's going to happen, knowing what you want, and then finally everything fell apart and now everything's going right. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> I, I do wonder how many opportunities have been missed by people focusing on what's going wrong rather than what opportunities is this presenting to me and then making the decision whether to take that opportunity or not. I mean, we, we've got choices all along the way, but the, there's new choices that are coming up. Like I'm finding right now a lot of doors are, are not reopening, which is really frustrating but I'm looking at it from the perspective of well what you know the exciting thing what's going to happen why is this happening and what's to come and Mm -hmm. you know setting the intention of moving into this new direction which is what I feel inside of me too that it's it's time Mm -hmm. I I tried this back in 2014 and it, it didn't quite gel didn't quite work but I really feel now that it's the direction to go and that everything's falling into place the way it's meant to and I also wanted to thank you too because at the retreat you were doing Reiki sessions and healing sessions and I got a lot of benefit out of that I, I received a lot of healing from that so that that's part of my journey as well so thank you very much because that was very very powerful there was You're a so more release <laughs> so, yeah. You're so welcome. You know, the people that we need in our life always get seen to us at exactly the right time. And just listening to you, all the synchronicities that's been happening and still is happening when we literally one door's closing, we are being guided into another door opening. And it's for, you know, us to choose really whether we want to go through that door or not, because we still have free will. But if we continue to go around in circles and be this whirlwind we will miss everything we miss those opportunities we miss those those inspirations those new people that come in our life that can really make a difference and kind of pivot us into a different direction completely and this is where the timelines come in as well we are constantly moving into different timelines on a vibrational energetic quantum level to really help us move into our highest timeline, the best version of us, which is a version of love, where we feel love, where we feel flow, where we feel joy, and that we can feel no separation from what we're creating, but simply being that creation and in that creation. Yes, and taking leaps of faith. Yes. Like it just... That moment when I was in that karaoke bar and I had to get up and sing, I was being told within to get up and sing. That was Mm -hmm. a leap of faith. I I could have crashed and burned big time and I Mm -hmm. have since crashed and burned big time on stage, but, you know, I didn't die. So it was good. Mm -hmm. Um, But taking those leaps of faith and and just listening to the call within to, to do these things of stepping outside our comfort zone, because if we stay in our comfort zone, nothing changes, you know, and I, I do like that analogy of 
thinking of you, yourself when you're 80 or 90 and looking back, would you regret not taking that leap of faith? And I've, I've taken quite a few and they've just been incredible. The things that have come to me because I've taken those leaps of faith have just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been extraordinary. Yeah. And that's so exciting. It's like having a canvas, a blank canvas, and being gifted all these beautiful paints and we don't apply those paints onto that canvas. We leave it blank because we're too afraid. We're too afraid that we might mess it up or that it's not perfect. And then we, we have, we miss opportunities to create this beautiful life and this beautiful canvas that we have. So yeah, there is so much transformation to be had in every single moment if we just allow ourselves to experience, be really in the present and experience what it is that we are moving through and not always think about, like you said, what, you know, what's the bad of this? Yes, there's always good and bad and ugly. There's always going to be that. If you don't take that leap of faith, you, you should ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. What is the worst that can happen? Okay, yes, you're not going to die. But you might fail. That failure is growth. You might do things differently. Hell yes, do it differently. Do not limit yourself because we limit ourselves in so many different ways that we put ourselves in that box and we do not get to paint that beautiful picture. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Catherine, thank you so much for this talk today. I absolutely love talking to you and just feeling your energy and feeling the inspiration that comes through you is amazing. Through the awareness of what is happening for you and what you're going through, there is so much forgiveness, so much love and so much incredible abundance available to all of us when we allow ourselves to to really step into that space of transformation and healing yes yeah yeah Uh, thank you very much for having me thank you for listening i I really hope it has helped somebody because it's Mm. just it's changed my life it really has and uh, i've got my health back my life's on track heading in a wonderful direction Mm. and it's it's okay to feel joy it's you know we're taught we need to feel sad all the time but no no we need to allow ourselves to feel joy if you feel this deep calling within your being, like Catherine got up on stage and she sang her little heart out, right? <laughs> if you feel that, do it. Do not be afraid, right? Yeah. On the other side of fear, like I always say, is greatness. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's exciting on the other side of fear. It is. It, it's really amazing. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have a beautiful day wherever you are. From my heart to yours, I love you. See you soon.